Hey guys, welcome to the Cheyenne Show. This is our fifth episode, so that's pretty mind-boggling that we're still doing this. Um, yeah, I'm, we got a ton of news today. We got some, actually not a ton, but we got one story. And we're going to talk about the, the, the fights that happened this weekend and uh, some stuff that's going on in my life. All right, let's get into it. The Cheyenne Show. All right, all right. Thank you for uh, coming here. On the fifth episode, another historical moment, you know, we're breaking it down. But um, yeah, so I mean, <clears throat> a bunch of stuff has been happening over the past week. Um, I mean, it's pretty silent on the Twitter thing. And uh, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, I think they're actually going to take a break this week. No one's showing up to court. Um, but in terms of my life, I've been, you know, I, I just came to uh, Vancouver to visit my family. And um for, for the past like three weeks or four weeks, I was traveling all around California with friends, uh, you know, doing content, um, you know, getting to see the desert, Joshua Tree, uh, going down to San Diego, Orange County, everywhere. And uh, honestly, like it was a great time. I was always like a little bit. I mean, last time I went to California was like probably when I was like 10 years old or something. I want to say like 11 yeah, 11 years old. And then, you know, I didn't, I don't really remember much other than going to Disneyland. And I guess uh, my dad was driving around and stuff. Like we, we rented a car and I went to Hollywood Boulevard. I think it was just when Michael Jackson died. So I was probably 11 or something. Um, and it was okay. Like I don't remember much, but over the years, you know, I, I heard that California started, you know, it, the state itself started decaying. And, you know, there's a huge homeless problem. And I don't know, Hollywood was going downhill because of, you know, the whole Harvey Weinstein thing and all that stuff. So, I, I mean, I, I didn't have the best impression of it. Like then when I was a kid, I was like, oh, like, you know, I want to, you know, Hollywood show business, acting, all that stuff. But I don't know, it kind of died down. But going on this trip, um, being there, I realized how much of a beautiful state it is. I mean, and obviously you hear about this exodus that's happening. People are leaving California to go to Florida. People are leaving to go to Arizona, going down to uh, Texas on Zillow. You see like the real estate's popping there in California, you know, it's the property taxes. Everything is too expensive to live there. Cost of living. And I mean, you know, it, it's, it's a hard, it's hard to live somewhere that's expensive, but damn, is it beautiful? You know, it's very beautiful. I mean, I used to live, I'm here right now. So I always thought it was similar to here, but I mean, um, California is always nice weather. It's always warm. It's dry. And uh, there's so much versatility within that state. You got the desert, you got like trees, you got mountains, you got everything there. I mean, you got the sea. It's, it's really beautiful, you know? And I, I would love to live there one day. I just don't, you know, as a person visiting, it was amazing, you know? Um, as a person living there, that's a different story. You know, you don't know, like, I don't know what you can get. I don't think you get much with, uh, with the buck you come in with. I mean, it's, it's very expensive, but I know that the desert right now, it's like something that's been on my mind, you know, after visiting there, I I've never felt more home than being in the desert, even though I've never visited a desert. I felt like, holy shit, you know, this place is amazing. Like, it's the opposite of what I'm used to big city, you know, with a bunch of skyscrapers, all that stuff. Like hell no, nah. you know, the desert, the desert, the desert's a different story. It's 
open space, mountains, and nothing. Just sand and cacti and Joshua trees. It was, bro, like if you ever have a chance, visit the desert. It, it was beautiful. And, you know, I was talking a lot to the locals there, super nice people. And, uh, yeah, they were saying that people are coming down from L.A. They're buying land, turning it into Airbnbs because it's a good opportunity since Coachella every year it's it's getting more and more popular. People want to go to Coachella to make these Airbnbs. So what they do is they buy five acres of land for I don't know how much. It could be like, I mean, I've looked at the prices. You could get five acres of land with nothing there for $40,000. And then they set up Airstream trailers or they'll build, you know, these little little huts or whatever that's called, you know. Um, not huts, like little guest house type of things, no bigger than 300 uh, square feet. And they'll charge like 150 a night, you know. I've even seen some people charge for tents in the middle of the trailer for 50 bucks a night. They set up a tent, they put a bed in there or a sleeper, a little mattress, and they'll charge $50 a night. I mean, you know, and the weather is always nice in the desert. So it, it, it's not like one time of the year is going to be more popular. Obviously, Coachella is probably going to be more popular, but the, the, you can go anytime. And it only really gets cold at night, but I think you'll be fine. It's like, I'm from fucking Canada, bro. Like, cold my ass. It's not cold at all. You know, it, 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 it's it's an opportunity. People are saying that in the next five years, Joshua Tree is going to be, you know, the prices of real estate is going to go sky high because these people in LA, I mean, you know, they, they come in, they want to make some money. And you can't blame them. You can't blame them. But, you know, talking to the locals there, some people are unhappy about that. They don't want to see their small little Joshua Tree town turn into the next, you know, fucking LA or something, you know, which is a long time from that, you know. But you look around and you think, what if someone came here and developed this land and, you know, turned it into something like another Las Vegas, you know. And then that's where it loses its charm because that's what's so special about that place is there's none of that there, you know. But for a guy who's young and who wants to buy land, um, you know, for not that expensive, I mean, you could obviously buy a land with property there. It's just going to be more expensive. But you could find land for like $300,000. Um, and, it, you know, you could get 1,500 square feet of, uh, you know, real estate, like a, a, a building there. And usually these places, it's only one floor. California doesn't have basements. That's one thing I noticed because they don't really need a basement for some reason. I don't know. I guess it's because when they're doing the construction, they don't have to go so deep into the ground with the foundation. In Montreal, we do because um, it's just different there because of the winter. Um, but yeah, so you buy that. It's like a little house, but it looks like an apartment type of vibe when you go inside and you have your own backyard, five acres of land. You could buy it for 300, you know, maybe $400,000. And, you know, you put a down payment of 15, 20%. I'm not sure what it is here. And uh, you get your uh, little desert place. And then you start an Airbnb. You start an Airbnb. You start uh, renting it out to people who are going out of Coachella or just visiting the desert. And then bada bing, bada boom, you're making money. You don't need to rent it out. So that's a good business opportunity. I mean, I, I thought about it. And obviously, there's much more to look at than hearing what people are saying to me at, at the, the locals mainly i was talking to uh, the person at the airbnb i stayed in and then i went to this place called sky village uh market swap or something like that and basically it was just like a garage sale 
uh, in this little kind of like community, you walk in, it feels like you're in a little town, a tiny town, and everyone's got like a bunch of stuff for sale. Like, listen, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to beat around the bush, but a lot of it was trash. Like fucking, you know, old, dirty fucking, you know, like a tire or something like DVDs, like some weird Elvis statues, you know, it was very much like old world selling, selling, they're selling old world stuff, like some antiques and some stuff, you know, but there's a lot of special things you could find there. Honestly, you, you could actually find some cool stuff. Um, I didn't personally buy anything like antique, but I walked into this place. Um, and this place was like a vintage store. And, you know, I'm usually the guy who's like, fuck vintage stores. Like, I, I'll just buy my shit new. I don't really want to wear some dead guy's old clothes. You know, it's just kind of weird and greasy. Not even greasy. It's just like, ugh, it's like dusty. You know, dusty is the greasy version of a vintage store. But I, 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 um, I walked into this place and the vibe was just different, man. I walked in. I was like, holy moly. A vintage store in, you know, the desert is completely different from a vintage store in fucking Toronto or, you know, New York City. It's it's like you walk into a cowboy vintage store. You walk into a, you know, a high rollers like from the 1970s, 60s, like the casino guys, you know. You got a bunch of um, pastel suits from the 50s and that's right up my alley. I love the movie Casino. I love that old 50s checkered suit type of vibe. And I was like, holy fuck fuck i felt like a guy in toys r us like a little kid and i was looking around and i like i went to stagecoach before that's something i i didn't really mention but i went to stagecoach for a day i bought cheap tickets and i sold it later because i was like fuck this i don't want to stay at this festival for three days it was a good festival it's just you know everything's expensive and you're in the middle of the desert you want to get it you want to get to explore a little bit that's my montrealness you want to explore a little bit um, it's like an Italian type of accent from Montreal and <laughs> St. Leonardo Laval, whatever. Anyways, but you want to actually get explored. So I sold my ticket, but when I was there, I was looking around like everyone's wearing cowboy hats. I was like an outcast. I didn't have a cowboy hat. I, I had like kind of like a jean, um, shirt kind of thing. It was cool. It was like a Levi's like button down jean shirt, you know, denim shirt. Uh, but I was like, fuck it. Like I want to buy a cowboy hat. I go, dude, all the cowboy hats are so expensive. It's like 150 bucks. Like you could buy a straw one, but you could buy that on Amazon for 10 bucks. But here they're selling it for like, you know, 40 bucks. I'm like, fuck this, no cowboy hat, you know? But I like cowboy hats. I always wanted a cowboy hat. I like country music and, you know, but I didn't get it there. And when I walked into this place in Sky, uh, Sky Market or Sky Village Market Swap or whatever the fuck it's called, I think it's Sky Village Market Swap. Sorry for being aggressive with the square words. But they had they had a bunch of cowboy hats and they had something I actually liked. And, um, you know, the ladies there, the, the, the person who ran the place, super sweet. Um, I, I, I talked to them for almost like an hour and a half, like just the salt of the earth. They're amazing. It was, a, it was like, you know, she, a, a middle-aged lady um, who ran the store with her mom and her mom looked super young. I thought they were sisters or something, you know, but the mom like just had one of those faces that like, you know, she didn't age. It didn't show her age. And she was the mom of this middle-aged lady. And I was like, wow, you know, super sharp, super funny. I was doing the Trump thing, you know, and that's the thing. It's like once I start doing the Trump thing, people laugh and they love me already. And then, you know, you get a conversation going. It's a good icebreaker when people know that you're um, easygoing and, you know, you, you, you're a funny guy. So 
yeah, I, we started talking. She started showing me her different fits. And I'm usually like, I'm not going to buy anything, bro. Like, I'm just here to look around. But holy smokes, I found some nice stuff there. And I was like, maybe I will buy something, you know. And vintage stores, you know, they're usually expensive. Well, they like have to because they have to redo it and make it look nice and make it look brand new. Um, but this place was fairly good, the prices. And, uh, you know, um, I got myself a, a cowboy hat. She, she gave me this cowboy hat here. She says, you look like Michael Corleone or Scarface. So she's like, it's a little bit on the mafioso side. And I love it. I love it, man. I like this little fit, you know? Yeehaw! I don't need to go to Stagecoach to buy a cowboy hat. I, I, I just got to go to the desert market swap, Sky Village market swap. Um, for the viewers, I'm wearing like kind of like a, a nice, it, the best way to do Look up There Will Be Blood, Daniel Plainview, uh, Dan Daniel Plainview hat. That's kind of the vibe. I'm really into There Will Be Blood, the movie. That's one of my favorite movies. So when I saw this hat, I was like, fuck yeah, you know, I was that's my vibe. So yeah, I bought it. And um, you know, it's just a good, it's a good time. It's a little that's why I like it the desert. It's like you got those little things like that there. And you know, we'll see what happens in the next five years. It's definitely something I'll pay attention to. I I followed the desert uh, sun or whatever news of Joshua tree on Instagram. So I want to be up to date and, you know, I definitely don't think it's uh, the last time I'll be there. I'll definitely be back and who knows, maybe one day I'll own land in the desert. Um, you know, but I better move fast. I better move fast. I better make money and uh, put it down. It's just management there is hard if you, if you don't live there, you know, it's, it's people like they say, Oh, I want to buy a house in Spain, you know, Oh, you know, I want to buy a house there in Europe. But it's like, yeah, but, you know, you don't want to buy a, a house somewhere you don't even live. It's If it's not in your backyard, then how are you going to manage it? You know, you're not going to get some guy there to manage the property for you. You can't trust. I mean, yeah, you could trust, but it, you have to really know the person or like, you know, I don't know, hire a service or something. It's tough to manage something when it's not in your backyard. That's why a lot of East Coasters especially East Coasters I know, they, they buy a place in Florida because it's right in their backyard. It's nice and sunny. It's, oh, it's, you got the best type of ocean. That's one thing I got to say about California. I'm not crazy about the Pacific Ocean. It's always fucking cold, man. It's not like the Caribbean where you, you go inside the ocean and, you know, you could swim. It's nice. It's like not that cold. It's, Caribbean's pretty good, even in the winter. California, though, it's always fucking cold. And the only people in the ocean are surfers and they're wearing wetsuits. I'm not really into surfing, um, but you know what? I, what I am into is making podcasts, and that's why I want to tell you about Stream Studio. Stream Studio is the easiest podcast platform in the world. You can just go on Stream Studio, and it's a web-based platform where you could start your own podcast. That's that's right. You could start your own podcast using Stream Studio for free. All you got to do is go on StreamStudio.com. And you know you you put in your uh, you put in your email you put in a, and then you'll get an email of a code bada bing bada boom you could start your own podcast that's it it's as easy as that there's tons of different features on Stream Studio you could add your own logo uh, as if you're watching the video you could see that you can zoom in you could do lower thirds you could have interviews with people it's just like Zoom but better honestly it's it's a lot better because you can't do this type of stuff on Zoom you could change your background. You can put like little intro videos. Watch this. How, how cool is that? I, I did that using Stream Studio. Um, 
So you have tons of little features there that you can do on Stream Studio. And it's so easy. You don't have to be too educated uh, uh, on tech. I'm not educated on tech. I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I managed to figure it out. It's so easy. You go on streamstudio.com and then you put in the promo code Cheyenne Amiri, S-H-A-Y-A-N-A-M-I-R-I to, to get your own, uh, to get it going, to start your podcast. All you got to do is you go on Stream Studio and you put in your email, bada bing, bada boom, they'll send you a code. You could start your own podcast. It's the best. I love Stream Studio. I always recommend it to my friends that, you know, have interesting voices. And I have a lot of interesting friends that, you know, could start their own podcasts. And it's easy as this. So now if they want to, if you want to go start your own podcast, you go on Stream Studio. Anyways, but uh, yeah, so th thanks for being patient with the ad. So there you go. I mean, you know, San Diego, San, like San Diego, uh, Los Angeles, Venice Beach, it's just the water's too cool to swim in. And it's not like Florida. It's it's Florida's nice. You could swim. But then you, you, you it's like every place has its disadvantages. And I'd say Florida is way too flat. It's there's nothing, there's no mountains, there's no hiking. As opposed to California, you have mountains, you have desert, you have so much. You have so fucking much in this state, you know? You have Tijuana right next door. I've never gone at that. I mean, a lot of people were saying, go to Tijuana, go to Tijuana, but I don't know. I I, uh, I don't think I'm ready for that. <laughs> Maybe one day. Shh. I'm, I'm at my sister's place, by the way, right now. Her dog is absolutely the most cute dog in the world, but he's very annoying. He's He's got a lot of energy and it was very tough to start this podcast without him crying every second. Now he's sleeping. Thank God I took him on a run. But um, yeah, so California is a very beautiful state. Um, I would definitely recommend visiting it here. It's just way too expensive, you know. Um, you know, you hear about people moving to Austin, Texas, but then you hear them like regretting this decision because it's not all that. Moving to Austin, Texas as Elon Musk and Joe Rogan is completely different as, you know, the average person like you and I moving to Austin, Texas, where, you know, we <laughs> we're exposed to the uh, the stuff that's going. I hear there's a lot of crime and I mean, it's turning into a little mini L.A. I wasn't crazy about L.A. I like Santa Monica and some other places, but it's like you might as well just go to L.A., I guess, you know, Austin, Texas. Eh. I don't know. I haven't been there, so I can't judge too much. But I the, the stuff I hear. Same thing with California. I heard a lot of stuff, but the homelessness, obviously it's a problem, but there's still a lot of beauty here. But aside from that, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, it's a little sad to be gone. Um, I didn't, I wasn't blown away by San Diego. San Diego was cool, but it, it by all means, it wasn't like, it wasn't, it reminded me a little bit of like Vancouver, but you know, I just don't know. There's something there missing for me. Um, it was very nice. But Orange County, though, I really liked. It was like the suburbs, Laguna Beach. It felt like if you're in Montreal or you're listening, it's it's it felt like West Island, but clean and nicely developed. It was just beautiful. Wow. And the house is there. Wow. A lot of good. Uh, you could get your bang for the buck there if you if you have some money. Um, good deals. Um, anyways, I mean, enough about California. It was a great time. I had a great experience. Met a lot of people, networked, and made um some good content with William Rossi, founder of Sprout. So, I mean, he's already released like two or three videos with uh, me and them, but you got to look out for the um, the one where we go. Uh, which one was the one? 
God damn it. I'm forgetting. I'm, I'm blanking out. I'm blanking out. Yeah. Uh, asking people if they need help, like uh, billionaires to need help. I think he's going to name it that. We basically went around different neighborhoods, knocking on people's doors and stuff. We went to, the first one, we went Beverly Hills. People are such dicks there, bro. They're fucking assholes. And uh, we had a lot of different experiences. I mean, eventually we got we got to help some people, but just not in Beverly Hills. We had to go to different neighborhoods like Santa Monica and Venice Beach. Um and we met tons of people, but it's a it, very fun and interesting video. And like, it, 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 it's fucking, it slaps, bro. But anyways, um, so we're going to talk about the news a little bit right now. Um, I'm in Vancouver right now, so there's not much going on yet. My girlfriend's coming tomorrow, but we're going to talk about the news. So Hillary Clinton showed up at the Met Gala uh, last, uh, a couple days ago. And, you know, Hillary Clinton showed up wearing this big red dress um, and there's apparently some meaning behind this red dress. It, they, she had the names of a bunch of historical women um, sewed on. She had the names of Rosa Parks, American woman, actually. And she also had the name of her mother on it, too. So, I mean, that's a little self-serving, putting her mother there. But you know what? She's enjoying the Met Gala, and she she believes her mother was a – I mean, she raised her, so she, she definitely uh, put some sort of confidence in her. But it's just weird, man. Like people are shitting on Elon Musk for going to the Met Gala, but for some reason it's okay for Hillary Clinton to be there. I mean, oh, she's a brave woman. She went against Trump and yada yada yada. But yeah, but like you don't talk about oh, she fucked over a bunch of people and Benghazi. She she let him die and all the emails. I mean, and she probably killed a lot of people in the United States. But that's okay. It's we we Elon Musk is a evil man. He's a billionaire who bought Twitter. I mean, like you got James Corbin, all right, on his show, and he's like bragging that he met her, and he's like, "Yeah, I sat next to her, and she's amazing. She's the easiest person to talk to." And like, bro, you know, like it's just, I hate the double standard. You know, it's like you guys are so obviously like on that side, and I mean, like, look, I'm not on either side. I'm I'm pretty in the middle, but it's like, bro, she should be in an orange jumpsuit. She looks like a witch in her little red dress there. You could see it in her eyes. She's got that Amber Heard look. She looks like, you know, when she smiles, it's like demonic. You see, um, it's not, she's not, it's just, it's weird. You got Vogue and the mainstream media loving her. You know, they did a video on her saying she's a brave woman. Hillary Clinton hasn't been in the Met Gala in 20 years, everybody. 20 years Hillary Clinton hasn't been the Met Gala. It's a big deal, everybody. But it's like, who gives a fuck, you know? Obviously, you know, I'm I'm reporting on it, so it must mean something. But it's just like, it's weird that she gets such good treatment despite, you know, doing terrible things in the Obama administration, um, you know, doing the airstrike in Syria. They started so many wars, these guys. I mean... The Democrats and I mean, obviously the the Rhino Republicans before, like George Bush and stuff. But you got Trump, who who did mean tweets, and you know I did a lot of mean tweets, but I never started any wars. I never started. I never started any wars. Thank you so much, Cheyenne at the Cheyenne Show for saying the, the, the truth. You're welcome, Trump. I mean, I'm just saying the truth, but it doesn't mean you're a great guy. You know, I, I'm a great guy. I have a great relationship with you. Why are you trying to ruin it? Don't be rude. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just saying I'm not biased against, like, you know, I, I like some, uh, listen, quiet, quiet. Why don't you quiet? Get the fuck out of my show. Okay, I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we had Elon Musk there. 
and people said he was an evil billionaire. And then they asked him, oh, like, why'd you buy Twitter? Like, what are you trying to do? And he's, he's, he said he wants to make it as inclusive as possible and all those stuff. I've talked about Elon a lot on this show. Um, so, I mean, you know, I'm not going to get too much more into that. But what I will get into is I love UFC. I love um, watching fights and stuff. So I I didn't get a chance to fully watch all the fights this weekend, but it was a stacked card. Um, it was crazy. I mean, I'm really into it. I've been into it for a long time. I, I do Muay Thai. I just started jiu-jitsu a couple months ago. And, I mean, it's it's hard. So when you see these pro guys going up there, putting it all down the line, it's like it's 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 obviously it's entertaining, but I watch it for the skill. I watch it for these, you know, how crazy this it is to see the, the athletic ability of some of these people. Mm. And to be in that shape all the time, it's un, it's crazy. That's why you hear about fighters like they they after they they stop fighting, they get fat because think about it. Most athletes actually, because athletes' job is to eat right and exercise and put your body on constant stress, you know? It's like diamonds are you can't make diamonds if you don't put them under pressure. It's the same with thing with athletes. That's why you see their bodies are so well shaped, um, and they eat so well. That's a lot of pressure. So when they they retire, they let it go. They let go of themselves and they eat like pigs. But then you got examples like George St. Pierre. And I say eat like pigs, but like eat like a regular person. But they just like it's like almost like they you know they they had a lot of homework the night before the test, and then you know before I mean. They just slam it, I guess. You know, they get fat. I couldn't pull that joke. But anyways, so um, yeah, the fights were cool. The fights were cool. I didn't get a chance to watch all of them. But the biggest one that I was into was the uh, Tony Ferguson versus Michael Chandler. Tony Ferguson and Michael Chandler fought. Um, and it was... The, Tony Ferguson's been on a losing streak for the past uh, three years. He hasn't won a single round. Khabib went on Twitter and he said, last three years, Tony has not won a single round in the UFC. And then, because Tony always fucks with Khabib. So he's like, leave me alone and focus on yourself, stupid guy. <laughs> Which is kind of funny because I could just read it. Last three years, Tony has not won a single round in UFC. Leave me alone and focus on yourself, stupid guy. He doesn't say you stupid guy. He just says stupid guy. I love it. But yeah, so Tony Ferguson lost to Justin Gagey the first time during the pandemic when it just hit. He was supposed to fight Khabib, but Khabib, he got COVID and his dad got COVID. So he didn't want to fight Tony Ferguson, which is a huge disappointment because they had been scheduled to fight like a million times. So he fought Justin Gagey instead. And then he fought all and he lost. He got the shit kicked out of him. I've never seen a beating like that in my life. And then he fought Charles Oliveira who's a crazy jiu-jitsu guy. And, I mean, uh, Tony Ferguson is into jiu-jitsu too. He has, he's a 10th Planet uh, black belt, which I train at 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu. I got to meet Eddie Bravo. Fuck, I didn't talk about that, eh, on the podcast, Eddie Bravo. I, I met Eddie Bravo. I'll talk about it later. But, um, yeah, so he, he, got, he got submitted by him. Or he didn't get submitted. He, he just lost based on points. And Benil Darush, who's a Persian like myself, and he out-wrestled the shit out of him. So now, Tony Ferguson fighting Michael Chandler. Not a lot of people had too much confidence, but he really changed up his training camp. You could see he brought his old wrestling coach when he was dominating back in the, his old days in college. And, uh, you know, he, he was really focusing on uh, technique and 
strategy, which he did not have for the past three fights. No strategy whatsoever. So he came in looking really sharp. You know, he was he knocked out Michael Chandler at in the first round, but then Michael Chandler took him on top uh, on the ground, and he was starting to dominate him on the ground. Round two comes, you know, they start you know having a few exchanges, but bang, Michael Chandler he kicks him in the face, Anderson Silva style, and then Tony's just knocked out cold. Tony's never been knocked out in his career, and bang, he falls flat on the ground. He's known as being one of the toughest guys, but he got knocked out clean and cold. There's a picture out there of his knockout, and you just see his face. He looks like an 80-year-old man. He look, It's the scariest thing in the world. He looks like he's died. He literally looked like he died when he got kicked in the face. We saw it with Anderson Silva. We saw it with Frankie Edgar. Um, and, you know, it, it's just a, it's a badass way of knocking someone out. When you look at the athletic ability of Michael Chandler, it's insane. The guy is a beast. He's built like a tank. He walks around, I think, like 190, and then he cuts down to 155. He looks like a bodybuilder. So, I I mean, I wasn't surprised because Michael Chandler knocked out Charles Oliveira in the first round of the, their fight together, and then Charles Oliveira knocked out Michael Chandler in the second round. So Michael Chandler could have been the UFC champion today if had he not – um, made that mistake. And then he fought Justin Gagey, another guy that Tony Ferguson fought. So it's interesting because they fought two of the same guys and he beat, he almost knocked out Gagey too, but he, he wasn't disciplined in that fight. He was like very much, he wanted to put on a show, a spectacle and Gagey won in points, but by gosh, golly, this guy's a fucking tank, Michael Chandler. It hurts me to see Tony Ferguson get knocked out like that because he used to be my favorite fighter. Um, he's always going to be in my top five, like favorite fighters, but it's just like the last four fights and his attitude and the way he talks and like, you know, his ego, it's hard to be a fan of, um, someone who's not, it's hard to be a fan when, you know, the guy you look up to starts slipping a little bit, you know, and you're just like, fuck man, you want, you're rooting for him in the back of your heart. But you know, if you're going to bet on it, you're going to bet on Chandler, you know? It was a crazy, crazy, crazy knockout. I put it here. You'll see it if it, on the Instagram reels. I'll put it in this little clip. But it's interesting because Tony Ferguson was talking a lot of shit about Dana White coming into this fight. He said, "Oh, Dana, uh, Dana, he, you know, he's a he's acting like a drug dealer. You know, he's acting like a fucking drug dealer. He won't let me go out and fight boxing or whatever. Like a lot of fighters are." complaining about the UFC system right now, whether it be fighter pay or like the, the control they have, you know, because the UFC um, can decide whenever you want, whenever they want to just drop you like, like nothing. And Tony Ferguson was talking shit. He was talking shit about Dana White, but surprisingly Dana White's reaction towards Tony after the fight, he's like, he looked damn good, man. You know, the first round Tony was doing really well. And I mean, he says that he could, he's still in the top 10 of the lightweight division, even though he hasn't won a fight in three years, he's in the top 10. Um, so he can still fight. A lot of people thought, you know, this, if he lost this fight, he might've gotten fired by Dana, but it doesn't seem like that. It doesn't seem like Dana really cares. I mean, he's thick, thick skinned and obviously like, you know, it's, it sucks when one of your fighters starts, uh, talking shit in your organization, but you know, I guess the proof is in the pudding. And I mean, that performance in the first round, uh, looked pretty good. Um, it's just, you know, I mean, 
it's tough, man. Once you lose one fight, it, it becomes easier to lose the next three fights, you know? So he's just got to get out of that rut. He's aging. He's like 38 now. So his time's ticking. But I hope him the best. I hope he, he wins. And the fight after that was Rose versus Carla. I didn't get to watch it, but what I've heard is that they just stared at each other. It wasn't really a great fight. But Rose has been the champion for the past year or two. And in the female division... You know, but she lost. She lost to Carla, I think, based on points because she wasn't too active. But the main fight of the night, the title fight, was J Justin Gagey versus Charles Oliveira. Now, Justin Gagey uh, knocked Oliveira out. Every time Oliveira fights, it seems like he gets knocked out, comes back, destroys, dominates the fight, which is interesting. It's almost like he needs a good little fucking punch before he gets in there. I mean, I don't know about the mileage, how how well it works when you're pressing gas the whole time and then, uh, knocked out, coming back. But, dude, he choked out Gagey like token. It was un unbelievable. I knew it. I knew Oliveira was gonna do that. I knew Oliveira because Gagey's a good fighter. He uh, he's good on the uh, on feet. You know, striking is great and leg kicks. He's like one of the best in the game for leg kicks. But I mean. I just knew it. So I told my friend, bet on Charles Oliveira. Uh, he, and he bet like 150 and he won like $500 because he said he was going to get knocked. He's going to get submitted based on the information. So I'm like, shit, man, I got to start betting too on, on some fights because I know a little bit about, you know, UFC and, you know, some of the fighters there. And I'm like, damn, like you should have given a commission. I mean, it, it, it's, uh, it was, it, it was a cool fight. I mean, Charles Oliveira was the U is the UFC lightweight champion. However, he's lost his belt uh, just before the fight because he didn't weigh in at the proper weight. He's supposed to be 155, and he went over by 0 0.5 by half a pound. So he lost his belt because half a pound, which I think is kind of bullshit. You know, he went out there, fought like a champion, but he's not the UFC champion because apparently only Justin Gagey could have won the champion belt if he won. But not Oliveira, which is so, I don't know, it's just backwards. Half a pound, like, cut the guy some slack, you know? It's not like, they gave him half an hour to lose it. But how are you going to lose half a pound in half an hour? I mean, these fighters, man, they go through the, the, the toughest time. And the commission or whatever that decided to take away his belt, fuck you guys, you know? He's the champion. You can't just do that for half a pound. I mean, <clears throat> say what you want, but that's bullshit. That's fucking bullshit. I, I think I don't agree with that decision at all. He went out there and he fought like a champion. A lot of people thought that, you know, he was going to be mentally a little fucked in the head because, you know, he he's not the champion anymore um, coming into this fight. But, you know, it, he fought like a champion and he proved everybody wrong. And so uh, kudos to Charles Oliveira for that. But anyways, we're going to get into um, talking about Stream Studio. Stream Studio, as I've said before, is the best podcast platform in the world you you have the easiest time to start a podcast if you if you just tried all you got to do is go on streetstudio.com put in your email you'll get a code and then bada bing bada boom you, you can start your own podcast it's so easy nowadays making a podcast is essential for your business it's essential for uh, content creator influencers 
all of the above. So if you are a content creator and you don't have your own podcast, then it's like, bro, the clock's ticking. You know, people want to hear your voice. We are in a generation where everyone has to have a voice and, you know, you have to have a podcast if, if you want to have a voice. It's the easiest way to do it. You could do a YouTube channel. You could do whatever. But podcast is the easiest way to voice your opinions and um, have a conversation without editing it and just, you know, doing it live. Uh, radio's dead. So you got to get into podcasting. And how are you going to do that? Through Stream, Stream Studio. Stream Studio is just like the it's like the Canva for making a podcast. If you've ever used Canva, it's like photo, it's like Photoshop, but for like three-year-olds that could use it. It's the easiest thing to do. My point is, it's so like the uh, accessing Stream Studio is ridiculously easy. It's an amazing platform. You could do different things like you know, adding your own logo. I don't have a logo, but that's Stream's logo. That's Stream's logo. But um, you could do all those different types of things, and but you know, start your own podcast. I'm I'm a real big fan of it, and I'm I have to recommend it to all you guys. All you gotta do is go on streamstudio.com, put in your email, you'll get a code. You can start your podcast today. But use the promo code Cheyenne Amiri. S H A Y A N A M I R I. That's Cheyenne Amiri. S H A N Y. Ah, sorry. S H A Y A N A M I R I. Start your podcast today. It's as easy as that. And um, that's it. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I'm super happy in, uh, that you guys came on and listened to this. Um, yeah, I'm going to try to talk about the UFC fights a little more often when they do happen, the big ones. I'm not going to talk about every little single fight. For you guys who don't enjoy the UFC little parts, you could just go ahead and skip it. But I mean, it's good. It's cool to get into. Obviously, you know, a lot of podcasts like Joe Rogan talks about that. But you know, it's nice to have, uh, uh, nice to give my take on those things. So yeah, um, I'm not going to waste any time, uh, any more time, but oh yeah, Eddie Bravo. So Eddie Bravo, um, I walked into 12th Panet Jiu-Jitsu. Um, I just had to take a sip of water there. I walked into 12th Planet Jiu-Jitsu, 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu, what the fuck, 10th, 12th Planet. Um, with my friend Will, and we attended to make a video. So we call him up, and we said, "Yeah, like I, I'm at the Toronto location." And she's like, "Oh, that's chill. Like you could come into Monday's class." I'm like, "Okay, cool." And I'm like, "Can I film?" He's like, "Yeah, you could film." And Eddie Bravo is gonna be there. So I'm like, "Perfect." We walk into this class, and um, you know, it's uh, the tenth planet I go into is huge. It's like a warehouse. It's like you know, three thousand square feet. We walk in. It's like near Skid Row, which is like the worst neighborhood ever in, in Los Angeles. Like a lot of crime. We, it looked like a little sketchy outside. And it wasn't that big. The place wasn't that big. But go in and then like signing ourselves in. And the guy starts telling us, oh, like this is a pro class. Like the, the guys coming in right now, they're they're like all training for fights. I'm like, fuck, I'm just a white belt. You know, my friend doesn't know anything. He's like, yeah, it's okay. Like, you guys already paid and stuff. Like, we have you down, but uh, you guys should come to another class. I'm like, well, you know, like, we'll stay. Like, we wanted to make a video. Maybe we'll just do something on the side. You know, we don't have to be with the class. Like, I don't know. So, you know, we walk in. And then as we're talking to this guy, Eddie Bravo comes right next to me. And like, he's like, hey, guys, what's up? Like, I'm like, holy fuck. He's saying, what's up to us? Like, he's, I'm, he's like, where are you guys from? I'm like, Canada. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. You guys trained before? And I'm like, yeah, tw uh, 10th Planet. He's like, oh, with Micah, who's my coach in uh, Toronto. So it's like my world's colliding. 
And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, cool. That's awesome. I'm like, and then he's like about to walk away. And I had like a little weird fan moment. I'm like, Eddie, uh, can I hug you? And he's like, yeah. And it's like, I hug him. And he's like, okay. Walked away. And I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> like that was Eddie Bravo. You know, I love that guy. He's, I mean, I don't agree with all his conspiracy theories and stuff, but I definitely appreciate that there's someone out there that's opening conversations to different ways of thinking, whether, I mean, they be uh, correct or not correct. It's good to have, you know, some debate <laughs> if the if the world is flat, you know, it's it, I'm happy that I live in a world where we can have that debate. Is the world flat? Um, so, you know, Theo, stop. It's the dog. I'm doing a podcast right now. I'll deal with you later. Um, so Theo, please. Ah, okay. I'll bring him in, but it's no, I won't bring him in because he's such a little shit and he needs to learn that he can't Theo, No, no, I know. I sound like an asshole, but it's just, it, it, he, he, dude, the guy gets up at 5. AM and noise the shit out of everybody. <sighs> Anyways. So I, we, we go on the mats you know, we're in a little circle around Eddie and he's talking about, you know, what he thought about Elon Musk buying Tesla. And so Eddie Bravo, you know, he's like, I don't really trust the guy, but Joe, you know, he's, he trusts him. And he's like going to this shit about Elon Musk and some conspiracy theories. I'm like listening to him. And then he starts talking about how like, Theo, stop. Fuck, man. All right. <sighs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to give in to him. So he starts talking about, Stop it. Fuck. <laughs> Look, I'm just going to call the podcast today and I'm going to talk about Eddie Bravo the next time because I, I don't want him to keep complaining like this. You see? Uh, but long story short, I had a 20-minute conversation with the guy and I was teaching him about Canada politics and um, it was crazy. He 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 listened. He, we like got along really well. And, you know, I mean, even did the little Trump impression for him. And I mean, it was funny because when I was doing the Trump, he like had a suggestion. He's like, you, you know, you do really good. But he's like, I think you should add this after I talk. And I'm like, dude, you're right. That's what's missing, you know. And a lot of people, they don't really know that when I do this, he's like taking a breath, but he's not opening his mouth completely. Or, but sometimes he does it from his nose. Excuse me. He does that, too. So we talked for like half an hour and, and like, he was super cool. I, I was asking him like, if you want to do like a podcast, like on how we started 10th planet and stuff. Like, I'm like, Oh, like, do you want to do a podcast on how you're an entrepreneur? And, um, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Like he assumed that I was going to come back and I was just like, all right, like, I'm not going to bug this guy. He's, he's, he like cleans the gym himself. He's like really old school. Theo, stop. He's really old school. He like, be quiet. He cleans the uh, gym himself. Like he's mopping the floors and stuff. And it was just a cool experience. Do you hear that? That's he, He's making me not do my story. The guy is a little shit, this fucking dog. I love him to death. But, you know, he's an asshole. Anyways, so that's it. That's the Eddie Bravo story. I took a picture with him. You know, it was very nice. And uh, I definitely want to do it again. Shut up. That's enough. No more. All right. We're going to st stop the podcast there because I'm going to sound like an asshole for the rest if I keep telling him to shut up. But anyways, that's it. Thank you so much for tuning into the Cheyenne Show. Tune in next Monday. 
and uh, check, follow Stream Studio. And uh, yeah. The Cheyenne Show.